You're listening to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of UTL Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and we're going to do a little business Q&A today. But this is not your normal business Q&A. I received a question from a viewer that's quasi-legal. And it's actually a very fun question, and we're going to do that today. So the question that I received was, do I personally watch any legal dramas or legal television shows? And if so, what are my favorite shows? Well, let me start off by saying this. I don't like watching legal shows. I don't like shows like Law & Order. Uh, I think it's just because... When you are in a field, it doesn't have to necessarily be the legal field. It could be any field. You know, if you are in the construction field, you may or may not want to come home at night from your job and watch a show all about construction. You know, you might have had your fill of that activity for that day and you might not want to watch it at night. And I kind of feel the same way um, because when you're in the office as an attorney, your focus is very, very um, laser point, if you will, on everything that you're doing. You know, you you get uh, a, a call from a client and meanwhile, you're in the process of writing a motion for another case and then the judge calls you on another case. And so you have to be able to shift your focus, but maintain that sort of laser beam uh, targeted focus in order to make sure that you're doing an effective job. And you know, you combine that with the problem solving that that goes through every day, um, and it becomes a lot of work. You know, and and not just a lot of work physically, but mentally. So the last thing I want to do is come home and watch a legal drama. Now that being said, there are a couple shows that involve lawyers that I like a lot, and I think that they do a very good and unique job of painting the reality, or at least to some extent, of being a lawyer. Now, I might be dating myself, but for those of you who were born in the 70s, maybe 80s, you might remember L.A. Law. You know, that was a a legal drama. It involved a law firm, and looking at it now, uh, being a lawyer for so many years and and looking at that show, that show was a total joke. That might have been a fun show to watch, you know, like Dallas or Falcon Crest, but from from a standpoint of is any of this realistic and would I want to spend my time watching it? The answer is no. So those sorts of shows, I can't stand. Can't stand that. Um, the Good Wife was another one, just no interest in it. Law and Order, no interest in it. But what do I watch and what two quasi-legal shows am I interested in? So number one is Better Call Saul, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then the other one that I have enjoyed, I know that it's it's not going to be um, an active show anymore, it's Daredevil, Daredevil on Netflix. And, And you're probably saying to yourself, Daredevil is not a show about the law, but it kinda is. So let's talk about these two shows for a minute. So first of all, Better Call Saul. Uh, For those of you who watched the Breaking Bad series, you know that Saul Goodman was the lawyer that 
um, you know, lived on the good and bad sides of the law. He was shady. He was involved with uh, drug dealers and gangsters, and, you know, that's how he made his money. He was uh, the epitome of what you'd call a sleazy lawyer. You know, the big billboards with his signs and the commercials, and it was just cheesy and tacky. And, um, you know, when you think of like an ambulance chaser lawyer, you probably think of someone like Saul Goodman. But on the Better Call Saul series, you get a look at what he was before he became Saul Goodman because he his birth name was Jimmy McGill. And he was a hardworking guy who grew up with a brother that was oppressive, to say the least, and wasn't supportive in Jimmy's uh, you know, attempts to go to law school and make something of himself. And then the story takes you through how Jimmy overcomes so much adversity, goes to law school, manages to get a job. And, you know, his brother's working at this big firm as a partner, and the brother doesn't really want Jimmy involved in the firm. They give him a job in the mailroom until he passes the bar. But then after that, you know, he's kind of just, you know, on his own. And the the parts of this show from a legal standpoint that I find interesting is how realistic the struggles that Jimmy McGill has to go through Um as a solo practitioner. You know, so he starts off as a solo practitioner not having enough money to afford an office and he ends up renting a closet in the back of a I, I think it was a Korean nail salon. And you know that's not far from the truth when you see how a lot of young lawyers coming out of law school who choose to go out on their own have to deal with their situation. They you can't come out of law school, the average person. I'm not talking about the people that have come from families that have a significant amount of money or uh, maybe they themselves have money because they're involved in a career change. I'm talking about the average person who has no one in the family that was a lawyer. You're the you know the first lawyer in the family and you don't have a tremendous amount of money. You've just spent thousands and thousands of dollars, taken out hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans to go to law school you're not going to come out and walk into some sort of swanky office where you're going to be spending two grand a month on rent. You don't have it. So that aspect of Better Call Saul is very, very realistic. The other things that I like about the show is the fact that you see Jimmy struggling with clients that don't want to pay, clients that expect him to do things for free, um, you see the injustice of the big firms, how their political power and their ability to manipulate and to have a strong arm with respect to clients allows them to make a tremendous amount of money, you know, as opposed to Jimmy, who is taking public defender cases for $500 an appearance or whatever it might be. And that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, you don't you don't think it again, right? I think that people that are not in the legal field have this misconception that oh, you're a lawyer and therefore you are rich or oh, you're a lawyer and you are, you know, successful or whatever it might be. But 
Reality is that there are so many lawyers, you know, tens of thousands of lawyers in each state, so many. And you have those guys and girls out there that can relate to someone like Jimmy McGill struggling to find clients. And then when you start to succeed and you start to build up your practice, things happen. Bad things happen. Unexpected things happen. And uh, all of that negativity, I think, is really a reflection of reality. Now, of course, and I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched the show, but of course, at some point, Jimmy McGill becomes Saul Goodman and realizes that he's got to embrace the darker side of life in order to become as successful as he wants to be. And that's where the story, I think, diverges from reality. Although there are those people out there, politicians, lawyers, you name it, you see it in the news all the time, who decide that they're going to do things that are illegal, immoral, and unethical in order to make the living that they want. And and that's something that goes completely against my own beliefs. Um, But they're out there. But for those people that don't become the Saul Goodmans of society, I think that seeing the negative aspects of being a lawyer, the adversities, the challenges, and then being able to overcome them and grow that's a good lesson. But I do like that show, and I like it because of its gritty reality. Okay, the next one that I like is Daredevil. Now, Daredevil is a Marvel comic book hero. He's a lawyer, he's blind, and he has a day job of being an attorney. And at night, he beats the hell out of people that are committing crimes. You know, and he is a a superhero. Now, the aspect of him being Daredevil, of course, is just, you know, um, superhero fantasy has nothing to do with, with the law or why I would like the show if we're talking about what legal shows do I like. But again, what I like in Daredevil is the gritty reality of what it's like to struggle with being a lawyer. Now, in Daredevil, you've got the the two, I like to call them the two main characters. You've got Matt Murdock, who is Daredevil, right? And he has lost his sight and uh, develops extraordinary sensory um, abilities. And he's able to do things. He's not, he doesn't have superpower like Superman, but he he his senses are heightened even beyond that of Um, maybe a normal person who might be visually impaired. And then you've got his partner, his law partner, Franklin Foggy Nelson. So it's it's Nelson and Murdoch is the name of the firm. Now, what I like about this show is that you see their time in college and then um, as they go into law school and graduate. And what they experience, especially from the... uh, the, the grandiose na- uh, notions of, of what the law is, and then when they're faced with the reality of it, and you see that, that sort of um, internal struggle, I think is very, very realistic and very, very good. So in the show, um, they decide that they're going to get a job at a law firm, a big law firm. And when you think of 
big law firm, you're thinking partner track. Oh, in a few years, I'm going to be a partner. It's going to be great. It's going to be the most amazing thing. Well, these two guys, Nelson and Murdoch, they get out of law school, they get in, into this big firm, and they're working in essentially a broom closet doing all kinds of grunt work for the partners who are making tremendous amounts of money. And that is reality. You might look at that and say, yeah, okay, no, no lawyer sits in a broom closet. <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. I worked, when I first started out, I worked at very large firms on Wall Street, and there were hundreds of attorneys in the firm. And I saw it firsthand. I mean, that's very, very realistic. And so, you know, as they are progressing with their early careers, their young careers as a lawyer, they start to realize that some of the things, cases or behaviors uh, that some of the partners are involved in are maybe not unethical, but morally challenging, you know, and there's this issue of, do you want to do the right thing or do you want to make a lot of money? And unfortunately, most people choose the money route. And what you see in, in the show is, especially with the character, uh, Foggy, Foggy Nelson, he seems to have this idea of the law being, um, very high bar, very moral and ethical, and um, you know this notion of justice and fair play, and that the law is there to protect the innocent, to help those people in need, and that the law can essentially provide a, a level playing field, and it can balance out injustice, where as opposed to Matt Murdock, Daredevil, who realizes that the law has its limitations and that in order to really take care of the criminal element in, in the city, you have to become uh, you know, a villain or a hero, if you will. And, and sometimes villains and heroes are uh, a little bit of both, right? So he realizes that he's got to go out at night and be daredevil and go out and uh, round up these bad guys and interfere with a lot of their their nefarious schemes and plans in order to bring justice. Whereas Foggy is more focused on this this notion that this is a high upstanding career and that you're going to you're going to to go in to a court and you're going to show you know the judge that you're right. And what I like about the show is that in reality, when you're dealing with law, law is gray. It's gray. You know, there are very few uh, rules or statutes or laws that are so black and white that if you violate it, you just lose. In most cases, and that's the job of a lawyer, it's to argue those discrepancies. It's to say, hey, look, the rule says... A, and you're saying that my guy is responsible for violating that, but I don't think he did, and here's why. Because what he did doesn't technically violate A, whatever A is. And you start to realize as you mature in the profession that you're not going to always be able to bring justice and fairness through the legal system. Now, I am definitely not advocating going out and getting yourself a 
uh, a superhero costume and going and and being a vigilante. But um, the fact that that you can see that internal struggle in the show, that is what I like about it. And that's what I think makes it endearing to me because you can you can relate to that. You can think back to when you first started as a lawyer and you were, you know, thinking that you were going to get a job at this big law firm and you know, the law firm was going to be amazing because they were going to take care of everybody and they were going to make sure that businesses and, and, and you know, uh, normal people, everyday people, not business owners, are going to be protected and they're going to do the right thing. And then you slowly realize that the big firms have so much political pull, it becomes something that is, uh, you know, not really about the law and fairness. It's about money, and that's where things go downhill, and at least um, from what I have seen, I'm almost done with the series, uh, Daredevil, but from what I've seen in the show, despite the fact that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, they haven't sold out. They haven't gone to that point where they will do whatever they need to do to make money, and I think that's a very, very good lesson because as a lawyer... The last thing that I would do is violate my own integrity and engage in conduct that you might see colleagues and peers doing. You know, I think that um, seeing, well, it, it's also interesting because Matt Murdock himself in the show and, and in the comics is, uh, he's Catholic and, and, and Christian, um, and he struggles with his own morality, his own religious issues with what he's doing. So um, I do think that that's a nice spin on it because, you know, religion, whether you believe or not believe or wh- whatever you, you your feelings are on religion, um, it, it does provide a moral compass. And whether or not you as an attorney choose to overlook that moral compass and go down a road that leads to uh, a lot of money, but you've now sold yourself down the river and you have lost all integrity, if you can live with that, um, you know, I I guess more power to you, but I I don't see that as being something that anybody would want for themselves. And that's what I like about these two shows. I think it's the gritty reality. It's not the, um, you know, L.A. law kind of, oh, Benny's in the mail room and he's going to bring me coffee and it's going to be great. And, you know, I, I've got 42 girlfriends in this fancy car. That, that to me, that's just like a, a soap opera. That's nonsense. And so I don't, I don't want to see that. And I also don't want to see, you know, things where you've got criminals on trial. It just, there's enough of that in real life. You see that every day in the news. I don't want to go home and watch it after I've spent a day, you know, in the office and, 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 you know, working out problems and helping people and that sort of thing. But Daredevil and Better Call Saul are two good shows that if you're looking for shows that have some sort of of legal twist to them, legal tie-in, those are good shows because of the the realistic nature of some of the plot elements. And and if you sit down and you extract it, I think maybe it's easier for me because um, as an attorney and having been through super huge firms, mid-sized firms, and my own firm um, to identify those things that 
maybe you know someone who's who's not in the legal profession might say, "Oh, that doesn't happen," or "That's silly," or you know, "That's made up." Uh, those are the things that I'm seeing and saying, "Wow, that's spot on." So, so I, it was an interesting question. I love questions like that. Normally, you know, the podcast or the videos are are discussing legal questions or business questions that are more serious, if you will. They might, you know, say explain this process or procedure or what's this rule or how does this work? But these questions are a lot of fun. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to talk about some of the things that I like. I mean, I'm I'm a huge movie guy. Um, I love watching movies and, and television shows. And um, so I, I love these questions and music. I'm a huge music guy as well. So if you have more questions, you want to know more about, you know, me and what I I, I like to do and how it sort of ties in with movies, business, law, whatever it is, you know, ask. I love these questions, so keep them coming. All right, that's going to do it for today. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for, uh, you know, staying around with utlradio.com. If you have questions or comments, uh, you can always reach out to me directly. All the information is always in the show description. And keep those questions coming, and I'll keep giving you answers. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you'd like more information about the show, or if you'd like to take advantage of our business and legal self-help resources, including our extensive video library, then visit us online at utlradio.com. You can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions about any of the topics that you've heard discussed on today's show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for future shows, please feel free to reach out to me directly at pl at pjlesq.com, or you can call us at 201-904-2211. Please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, share the information that you receive through this podcast with your family, your friends, and colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.